This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday, six minutes after the hour. We made it, folks, through another week with all the turkey earthquake stories, which I will get to. It's flabbergasting how many people have passed away. I watched ABC News last night just cried because they showed a brother and a sister rescue and an infant was born mom dies the baby's still born mm. i don't know how she must have been in dress uh just awful stories good morning thomas steigerman and then also on the china balloon that's been pretty dense this week in reporting how are you doing being a bachelor with your lovely bride in seattle i am doing fine because i'm doing whatever i want (laughs) (laughs) but you'll miss her we we were talking before we started that once dinner comes or cuddling or night maybe watching tv just like me when lila's gone for stuff Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, going to bed or watching TV, we like to watch TV, then I miss her. But during the day when I can get my crap done, it's like, yay, I have freedom in the house. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing. I mean, you know, I had some, uh, you know, I have a bunch of little projects lined up that, you know, just take some time and some concentration, uh, you know, so I'll be able to knock those out. And, uh, you know, also I'm, I think I'm wired like you, I just like to work. Sure. Um, I mean, I was up till midnight last night, Jeez. you know, doing stuff for clients and writing scripts and I was, and I went to stuff. bed at 10. Yeah, that's late. Well, good. Well, I'm going to take a nap while you do the rest of the show then. <laughs> By the way, we're going to have, uh, Tom's wife and Tom's wife on and they can talk about how great they feel when our butts are gone. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Well, let's jump into this balloon. U.S. defense leaders said, and this is a wrap-up on the story, but basically yesterday, big news in D.C. that the Chinese balloon they shot down was a high-tech spying machine. Again, we, we kind of well, deduced this. But they say also it's one of a kind. They say the spy balloon, uh, strike that. It's it's unique unique to China, but it's not one of a kind to their armada of balloons that's what i meant to say basically they have a production company that's making these paid for by the chinese military chinese surveillance balloons have floated around for a long time 40 countries five continents they've targeted japan and india of course taiwan Philippines. In the U.S., at least five Chinese spy balloons were observed during the Trump and Biden administrations, but three of them during Trump's tenure were initially deemed unidentified aerial phenomena because they're so high up. They're almost at the low space level at 60,000 feet, while China maintains that the balloon lying, of course, was intent. Oh, no, it's weather research. The U.S. is saying that's a joke. They're like, give us a break. Would a weather balloon really need large solar panels to power multiple intelligence collection sensors? No, probably not. 
So this is for surveillance. The U.S. learned all this by dispatching U-2 surveillance planes actually to do their own spying on the spy balloon as it floated across our country and nation last week. And they're already confident that the balloon's manufacturer, as I mentioned, has a direct business relationship with the Chinese military. That's from the Morning Brew. Kind of like what Microsoft is doing with Bing right now with artificial intelligence in a sense. The Chinese military has been essentially infusing archaic technology, old technology, right? Balloons. Jeez, we had balloons like this in the 1800s, and they're adding new capabilities with them. While balloons have been around much longer than satellites, they maintain a competitive edge in several areas. Chinese scientists are trying to monopolize on that, but God willing, and policy willing, we will blow them out of the sky if they come above our borders again, which I hope. Chinese ballooning investments show the rising importance of near space, like I mentioned, 21st century militaries. Near space is like 12 miles and 60 miles above the Earth's surface. So keep that in mind. And we'll just have to continue to deal with this because China's Got a pesky problem. Tom knows it. I know it. You know it. They lie. Almost everything they say is a lie. And behind our back, think of all the patents out there, trademarks, technology, things that they copy and steal and don't give a damn pharmaceuticals uh, in, in the in the surgical space. I have family members, past family members that dealt with that. I mentioned before my ex-wife, Lisa McGuire, her dad, many may know his name, David McGuire, the eminent surgeon, knee surgeon, and head of the Arthroscopic uh, Society of America. Uh, at one point, he was the president. He invented the cannulated headless screw for ACL repair, and he made millions. He was very wealthy, one of the probably the wealthiest doctor in Alaska at the time. China copied him immediately, Tom. Copy to meet it, and he was suing, trying to figure out how to control them because they were all over China using his technology and patent. So, what do you do? Let's bounce to Turkey. The death toll from Monday's quakes in Turkey. Tom, get this you probably read about it too over 20,000 people dead. And they say it could keep, I bet it could get to 30,000 because how do you count bodies under rubble? Yeah, Think exactly. 9-11, right? I mean, how many, a thousand buildings caved in. They only have so many workers. Mm. So. And that's a tough, tough deal there. You know, just yeah. with the, uh, you know, the way their infrastructure is built and everything totally. and, uh, and just got to keep praying for those families. And, you know, we talked about it the other day. I mean, you know, if you want to make a gift to help support you know, relief efforts and stuff. Uh, one great place to go to is SamaritansPurse.org. Yep. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's other international agencies that have things set up too, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, I, I, I can't, Franklin I can't even Graham, imagine, right? you know, something like that happening up here. Could you imagine uh, 20,000 people? Well, no, I mean, because that's... we have too many relief and other states would come in. We just right. have too cohesive a nation. Turkey doesn't. Yeah. Turkey's almost third world. You you would say, no, it's not. Go to Istanbul. No, but I mean, go to every other place. India, third world. No, it's not. Go to Delhi. Go to Mumbai. No, but go to every other place. <laughs> you yeah. know, so the United Nations aid convoy entered northwest Syria, by the way, this week. And the World Bank offered just under $2 billion to help. You hope that that's used. I just feel so sorry for the 
relief workers and the rescue workers. You can imagine if you and I lived in Turkey and Syria and our sons, Grace and your, your boys, we'd all be helping. Mm -hmm. So for sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, David, what's his name? You're, I watch him all the time, but I forget the names of the cast of ABC news. He he's great. I, he's, he's not highly rated compared to Lester Holt at NBC, but I love ABC. That's my favorite, uh, national news to watch. And he's there with the team and it was very somber. He, he was talking and then he says, wait, they've asked us to be quiet. They found something and that could mean deceased or someone live. And they need everybody to stop so they can hear and talk to them. Or if they're dead, pull them out. And it's just heartbreaking. Prayers for Turkey and Syria, for sure. 14 minutes after hour. Happy Friday. Tom Anderson, sure. We're going to come right back. Good morning. Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Oh, we are back. Good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, I got to tell you something. This hour is brought to you by Catch the King. I've talked about Tudor Bingo, Big Valley Bingo, and my friends there, Tudor Tabs, the powers. They've launched a lottery, Alaska Lottery, aklottery.org. And I'm playing them, and I may win, so you won't. Just kidding. But I do think there's great potential. The money is going up, skyrocketing each week. Catch the King is a 50-50 lottery to raise funds for Alaskan charities. It's part of the charitable gaming system. Basically, each week, participant online, aklottery.org, very easy to sign up. And I'll post it on my Tom Anderson Show Facebook page. They they get drawn by purchasing tickets. One winning ticket is drawn each week, and the winner receives 20%. Then you get to drive, kind of fun, layers of the competition. You get to pick from a playing a card, uh, 52 cards in a deck, but then they add the two jokers, so they're 54. You're looking for the king of diamonds. Then you get another 30%. It just keeps adding up. By the way, you heard a month ago, 3.5 million. I mean, these, these lotteries are getting higher and higher. Again, the website's AK, like Alaska, aklottery.org. And I'm going to aklottery.org right now and... Yeah, look at that. 72,000. It went up two, three, four thousand just a couple days. The weekly prize was 90 last week. It's almost 2,000. They're just skyrocketing up. And I bet you the progress will get to 80,000 by Sunday. So you should compete. You should do it. AKLottery.org. No branded cheap tickets. You can buy like sets of one, five, well, that's not a set, five, 10, 20, whatever. They're inexpensive. And remember, a lot of it goes to charity. Some of whom you support, maybe you're part of. And the drawing is this Sunday at 7.55 p.m. Actually, it's the, you can buy the tickets to then. So 8 p.m. is the drawing. It's at Tudor Bingo in Anchorage. Check it out. AKLottery.org. Okay. So I follow Tom follows when he hosts the show. When I host the show over the last, what Tom, three years we've reported on COVID and sometimes we, 
dabble in tracking and where are COVID subvariants and this and that spiking is their headline news in Alaska. And we, you know, we, we grab, we curate what's in the news. We're not making it up. And then sometimes uh, federal healthcare providers give an alert. Well, lo and behold, I was reading NPR this morning, National Public Radio, which I encourage you to support them and to support Alaska media, public media. Tom, apparently there, there are a tracking system, big ones in Alaska and in, in the United States, and they're going to shut some of them down. So what do you, before we get to the video clip from NPR, do you care or do you think we've heard enough about COVID and it doesn't matter? Well, I mean, I would assume they're still going to have some tracking in place that, you know, because that's what, uh, you know, the government, uh, government agencies do. do. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, as far as the constant barrage of public information that's coming out, uh, yeah, here's you know, the I think that's numbers. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's, uh, you know, still obviously folks that are really concerned about it. And, you know, COVID's a real thing. I mean, it's a real disease, a uh, real virus that's out there. But uh, I was talking to somebody uh, down in the Seattle area uh, yesterday. Uh, so the church they attend down there, they were having a debate on, you know, like uh, Wednesday night, Sunday mornings, those kind of things. You know, who can hand out food? And this church in Seattle, which is obviously more liberal than we are, uh, they've got a policy in place now that uh, in order for somebody to be able to hand out food, they have to wear a mask, uh, whether it's mandated or not, and then also have to show proof of a vaccination. So, I mean, you know, it's still, you know, those kind of things are still out there, you know, as far as the way people are dealing with COVID and, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm kind of 50, 50, I guess on the tracking of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's important that, you know, at least for government documents, they can see, you know, where the trends are in these things. But, you know, as far as getting the media releases every day, I'm glad those are stopping. Yeah, I agree. Well, NPR covers it, and they probably aren't thrilled that the tracking system's shutting down, but let's let's hear their perspective. In a sign of the changing state of the pandemic, NPR has learned that an indispensable source of information about the virus over the last three years is shutting down. NPR health correspondent Rob Stein reports on the end of the Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center. When the pandemic erupted, no one knew much of anything. Was it safe to go grocery shopping, take a bus or train to work, even jog past someone in the park? As everyone can remember, there was very limited information, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic. Beth Blauer is an associate vice provost at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. And when we started to see the cases move out of China and in through Europe and headed towards our shores, we knew that there were going to be a series of public policy decisions that would have to be made. Like, should mayors close schools, governors mandate masks, CEOs shut down factories, presidents seal borders? But there was no good data available to make those decisions. Neither the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention nor the World Health Organization were providing enough useful numbers in real time. So journalists and academic researchers at places like Johns Hopkins jumped in to fill the void. Dr. Ali Khan is a former CDC official who is now at the University of Nebraska. 
I know CDC has the ability to do this and has done it numerous occasions in the past. So it was unusual that at the beginning of this COVID pandemic that they did not collect this data and put it out in a timely manner. Extremely unusual and very surprising. So Johns Hopkins launched the project, which quickly became crucial for deciding everything from where drug companies should test vaccines to where Hollywood should film movies. Even the White House and the British Prime Minister were relying on the Hopkins data. Lauren Gardner, who conceived the project with one of her students, says the website was used by everyone from policymakers to everyday people. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people that were just out and about doing their job traveling in Japan here and there would tell me that the dashboard was the driving force and decision making for them in terms of quitting their job and then coming home so that they wouldn't get stuck. The site's maps of the world in individual countries became an iconic way of tracking the virus's inexorable spread. Dr. Celine Gounder from the Kaiser Family Foundation was working as an infectious disease specialist at Bellevue Hospital in New York at the time. I would refresh my computer screen over and over again over the course of the workday, looking to see what the latest numbers were. And it was really startling to see even over the course of the day how the numbers were evolving. I think my colleagues thought I was a little obsessive, but it was also watching history unfold in real time on your screen. The site eventually drew more than 2.5 billion views. But the pandemic threat has started to recede. States are reporting numbers far less frequently, and Lauren Gardner says the CDC has finally ramped up. Now the CDC is in a position to be providing the data that's needed to understand the pandemic, and therefore there's less of a need for us to also be doing that. It's an appropriate time to move on. So after three years, the $13 million Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center will shut down March 10th, but they could start something again, if necessary, for the next pandemic. Rob Stein, NPR News. Yeah, boy. Well, some of you are naysayers to anything to do with COVID, monitoring, accepting of it, vaccination. Others of you are on the healthcare end where it's a very real disease. I worked on ER. People say, call me, tell me. I have many friends in the nursing world and, and physician world and they say it's not only very real, it decimated our healthcare industry and it killed people and it was, it was awful. And then there's right in the middle of the bell curve, people like Tom Steigerman and myself that say, I'm not really enthused to get a bunch of vaccination and some variant vaccination, annual vaccination and inoculations and to wear a mask and to have everything shut down. I'll take the risk and be cautious and clean my hands and watch where I go and who I breathe around and, and congregate around. But I do believe it's a real disease. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I believe it's a real disease and everything, too. And certainly it had to be dealt with. And, uh, you know, but I'm reading through the print side of the article. Uh, on this NPR story and just going back to what I thought he said, uh, you know, they were talking about how the numbers were not being provided in real time and uh, I'll insert some verbiage here, but uh, so, you know, the noble journalists took up the banner to spread the information. Wasn't that a journalist's job anyway? 
You, yeah. you get the data and you report it. It's like, hey, yeah. wow, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for doing your job. You know? No, <laughs> and, I know. Uh, it's, I thought uh, the same thing. Uh, I mean, ultimately, though, it's real. So, sure. so what, you yeah. know, that, that we have a couple callers that say it isn't, but I'm not going to get into nonsense. It's a real disease and it killed people and it incapacitated people. And America was so nervous of its contagion that they blocked family members to come in to the ICU. Imagine that. You're covered in a tent of plastic. You're being treated by people mass that you can't even really have an interpersonal relationship with, like I had with my stroke. And then, sorry, you can't touch or see your family, and then you die. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awful. It's real. Tracking is important to me. I just don't know to what degree we need to, because I think there's so much hype with it, like you said. So... I'll take your thoughts, folks. 357-5868. Good morning. Happy Friday. Tom Anderson Show. Because you can't shoot whiskey right now. It's probably up behind her with a blue stick showing her how to shoot a combo. And you don't know. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Hey, we're back. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Friday, February 10th, Tom Anderson Show. Remember, we're right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m., 92.5 FM. I know the, those of you who are the listener are like, come on, we already know. We listen every morning. But there's a few newbies that join us. We also are online, TomAndersonShow.com. You can click the listen live and go through your Bluetooth. Or if you get home and you can listen, go through KVNT's website. We're good to go. You can look at the sponsors of the show on my homepage and hope you consider using them, the Three Bears and the Pips. And we'll get into Pip next hour. And so we're just happy to have we, the other thing we have Facebook's mine's pretty robust. I'm going to brag a little. I'm always posting things throughout the day, constantly. Tom Anderson show. That's a Facebook page, 17,000 follows. We also have the, the studios, KVNT's Facebook page as well. And, and Tom's good at breaking news with local, particularly with city things. He's on that list. Then it, like when Shabaka left, uh, he got me that press release. I don't know how you got it before I did, but you're pretty quick there, Tommy Boy. It's because it's I'm job. amazing. Yeah, you yeah. are. <laughs> so no, it's true. So you can, you can like those Facebook pages or guess what? You don't have to do diddly squat. You don't have to like anything. You just move on to your business and tell us what you're going to have for lunch we have no lives here so we'll take your call <laughs> hey i do want to get to sarah huckabee sanders one of my favorite governors now took her dad's uh, place in arkansas and bill clinton's uh those are two past governors of arkansas she would be a good, good vice presidential candidate the only pesky problem she is good friends with trump and i don't want him to run i want Ron DeSantis, the governor, speaking of governors from Florida run, and Sarah Huckabee would be a great VP with him, but I don't think she would be asked because she's so inextricably linked to Trump, the Trumpster. So she, though, gave the Republican rebuttal after the State of the Union address, and of course, Gavin Newsom, who's probably going to be, I think, the Democratic nominee, I think he'll beat Biden in that primary battle. 
forthcoming next year. I may, may be wrong, but I hope it's Biden because Biden will get stomped by DeSantis. But that said, Newsom goes after her and she has a response to him and she comes on Fox News and I love her. So let's hear what she has to say about Governor Gavin Newsom, California and his negative comments at her. Newly inaugurated Arkansas governor, rising star in the Republican Party, no stranger to this audience, Sarah Huckabee Sanders delivered an incredibly powerful, what do you think? Do you like it? Okay. And passionate response to President Biden's disastrous State of the Union Tuesday night. Let's take a look at some of the highlights. Take a look. Let us reaffirm our commitment to a timeless American idea that government exists not to rule the people, but to serve the people. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. Republicans believe in an America where strong families thrive in safe communities, where jobs are abundant and paychecks are rising, where the freedom our veterans shed their blood to defend is the birthright of every man, woman, and child. Give a warm welcome to Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, Governor, great to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, I wrote you, and I was on the air after the State of the Union, and I said, you were the star of the night, and it wasn't even close. And under those circumstances, number one, Biden has the bully pulpit of the presidency. He's got 535 psycho lunatics that are clapping every other word. Uh, at least half the crowd is clapping. And, and anyway, and I thought about it, and there you are in a room, and, and you are telling truth like it's, it's either normal or crazy. Like everyone in this audience so far is normal. You know, everybody outside in New York is crazy. Um, but this is really what it's about. It's the, the Democratic Party is nothing like the old Democratic Party. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. I think that any person who's paying attention can see the absolute shift that the Democrat Party has made so far to the left that there's no other way to describe it other than crazy. The things that they are pushing, whether it's, you know, outlawing gas stoves or defining genders by the second, uh, everything that they come up with is just moving so far out of the mainstream that there's no other way to describe it. You know, I was thankful that I got to follow President Biden because he does help set the bar a little bit low, and that made my job a bit easier. <laughs> easier. The other part, he just has a terrible story to tell. Uh, He has been an absolute failure over the last two years. And anybody that is paying attention in this country sees those failures every single day when they go to the gas pump, when they go to the grocery store. They are feeling the breakdown of this presidency. And so it was an absolute honor, an incredible opportunity. And I'm I'm thankful to Speaker McCarthy and Leader McConnell for giving me the chance uh, to tell our side of the story and hopefully share the optimistic view and the belief that we have with the Republican Party. 
You've signed 17 bills into law. You've only been there a month. You have probably one of the most comprehensive education bills in the country that you're advancing right now, including going from 48th in teacher pay to fourth in the U.S. Uh, you rescinded all these covid executive orders. Uh, that's a lot to accomplish in 31 days. What else is on the agenda? It- we, we did not run and, and spend two years on the campaign trail to take it easy. So we've got our foot on the gas and we're not taking it off anytime soon. I'm proud of the fact that we got rid of some of the COVID mandates that were totally outdated. It's time for not just our state, but frankly, the country to move on and move forward. Uh, we have banned things like CRT, Latinx in our state government, and yesterday had the opportunity to launch the most comprehensive conservative education reform anywhere in the country. I'm extremely excited about the fact that we are going to move Arkansas to the top and set the standard for what it can look like across the country. All right. uh, Let me ask you about this. So radical left wing socialists, you know, moron out in California, the governor, Gavin Newsom, he wasted no time going after you, Governor Sanders, as you probably know. And he sent out this tweet attacking you for Arkansas's murder rate. Uh, seemingly ignoring the fact that you have been in office, I think as of today, a a whopping 31 days. Uh, By comparison, uh, when you look at Gavin Newsom's time in public office, his time as San Francisco mayor, lieutenant governor, now governor, Newsom has spent nearly 7,000 days driving California straight into the ground. (laughs) Crime and homelessness are now through the roof. The drug problem in California out of control. Reports of school children being forced to walk through open air drug dens. California ranked dead last again in the U-Haul index. Gavin, you are literally chasing people out of your state every day, nearly a thousand people a day, about 300,000 a year. So, Gavin, I think yeah. be he's, I don't want to go too far. You're going to think it's the Hannity show. But I thought Sean nailed it. He's definitely smitten with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Tom, isn't she eloquent? She's so smart. She was the best press secretary, I thought, certainly under Trump. And, and she's just solid. Yeah, she did a really good job, you know, on the response uh you know, to the State of the Union and everything. Yep. And, of course, that's right in her wheelhouse. I mean, with the enormous amount of pressure and criticism that she took from journalists and stuff and, you know, the just the nastiness of the questions that they were answering just because they hated Trump and everything. I mean, you know, she certainly was uh, a good choice to be able to get that response done for the Republicans. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I just I like to see strong, assertive mm-hmm managerial women like her rise in the ranks i think she is probably the biggest all-star of gop leadership female in america i know christine gnome's there but she has no charisma i like her but uh in my opinion i mean she might have a kind of a uh jokey nature sometimes but but her very uh a serious Spockian from Star Trek style. I, I, I want someone with more charisma. I think Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee has that. Yeah, I think you're onto something. I mean, her possibly being a vice presidential candidate. And I don't know if that's uh, not a bad matchup with DeSantis. Yeah. Because you got one from each camp then. Yep. And uh, she brings in the, the South, you right. know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, you might be onto something there. I hope. <laughs> 
And I know that Trump's probably talking to her, and I don't want that. Trump and Sarah Huckabee, and they're going to lose yeah. to DeSantis, no, and he'll get it all. So maybe he gets gnome. And I just think that – but I don't know why would get, they would get Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii. I've heard that, and I've heard gnome. Those states are dinky, tiny, so they don't bring votes. We'll come right back. Tom and I are sitting here waiting for your calls, 357-5868. Happy Friday, Tom Anderson Show. is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We are back. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Friday. Tom, what are you going to do this weekend? I hope something on Sunday, the big day. Oh, yeah, I'll be watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, over the weekend, I got some house projects I got to get done. So I got to do some uh, purging while the wife is out of town and Get I have no resistance. Surprise her, right? Surprise her. No. Oh, no, I prepped her. I, I told her that uh, I'm going to be going through stuff and getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And just the look of uh, horror that came across her face was fun. So, <laughs> but, you know, we'll go, uh, we'll get some of that stuff done. And if, yeah, I got a few other projects around the house that I've got to get completed. Yeah, now that's yeah. – Do you? what are you going to do for the game? Are you alone this weekend? She won't be here so you can relax? Are you going to order food or what? Yeah, I'll probably uh, – you know, I'll end up getting uh, some chicken wings, those kind of things. I may go get those the night before uh, just so I have them, then I'll just reheat them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be me at the house, so not a lot going on. But I've already got uh, my Diet Pepsis lined up and ready to go, so, yeah, I'm set. Which is nice. Yeah, I think we're going to do nachos. We've got some of Lila's buddies in the Filipino community coming over, and I'm going to make my That does sound good, actually. That sounds really good. You got to get sharp, like Tillamook, the black-covered sharp cheddar cheese, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, or the least is medium. A lot of people buy the bag cheeses, Kraft, they're not as good as Tillamook out of Oregon, I'm telling you, and get that sharp. And then there's that spicy cheese on it. Oh, you could get other types of cheddar, I guess, or, or, or cheese varieties. But to me, that's the best. And then, of course, we get uh, jalapenos, black olives. Uh, we might, what else? Of course, cheese. And then what a hamburger and with taco sauce in it. And I'm sure there's all sorts of varieties. What I don't like is, what's the white stuff? Um, what do people put on? What is the, um, uh, not, is it a white cheese? No, no. What's the white stuff that people put on sour cream? Yeah. That's nasty. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't think that's good on a nacho. It's fantastic. Yeah. You're in the majority. Balances out the spiciness of the jalapenos that are on there. I mean, it's a great combination. I, I don't like it, but you're in the majority. I mean, a lot of people dig that. So I probably should get some for the people coming, even though I don't dig it. So for sure, yeah, hey, was, you better have some. <laughs> I, well, I, I get true for sure for the masses. 
I was reading in ADN.com, com, I'm sorry, look at the first word, coming off a year of record hotel demand, hotels and motels. Let me read here. Anchorage 2023 Tourism Outlook is promising. I haven't read the article, but I will with all of you as you're driving. Tourism in Alaska particularly Anchorage, rebounding strongly over 2022 as the COVID pandemic fades. New report from Visit Anchorage, which is the Convention Visitors Bureau, basically, for the city. Bookings for the summer are also signaling that this year could be even better, according to tour operators and members of the Convention and Visitors Bureau, probably in Fairbanks the same. Cruise company Holland America Line reported that bookings during a recent week in January were 25% higher than in any week prior before 2019. This year, we're going to see pretty, pretty much an influx percentage wise could be 10, 20, 30% more people coming. Are you surprised at that time? I'm not. No, I think it's, uh, I'm glad they're, you know, it's all coming back now. I mean, that's going to really help out, you know, particularly the cruise ships. I know that they've been, you know, ramping up capacity and those kind of things, but, you know, our, uh, folks down on the panhandle and everything, you know, in those communities that man, they need those tourism dollars, no doubt about that. So I'm glad to see that it's ramping up and that's going to make it up here in Anchorage. And yeah, I think you're right about Fairbanks. They're probably experiencing the same thing with the, uh, hotels getting booked up and everything. I, I know when I get up there, uh, I mean, it's even like on a random Tuesday on occasion, it's like, man, everything's sold out, you know, what on earth? Yeah. So. Well, the ship should be more than 90% full, which I was shocked that far high up on the on the percentage because years past, they were 50% full. Now, I know we've talked about this before, but have you been on a cruise? Yep. Okay. I was on a Princess Cruise and a Royal Caribbean and did the Caribbean. Gotcha. Both times. My dream is to do a Viking riverboat cruise in Europe. And in Egypt to see the pyramids and then also to do a Mediterranean cruise to go to like Greece and Italy. Those are both on the bucket list. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I've, I, you know, I haven't had a chance to do one. And, uh, you know, you maybe, really that, should. That may be something that we'll try to uh, schedule for. You should do it 2023 or 24. I was going to say do it 24 because right now, about a year out, people are planning for 24, which seems like a long time, but cruise ships typically do 18 months out for purchasing. And I'm telling you right now, I know you, I've known you a long time. It'll be right up your alley. You get on that. They take your bag, or you know, after you empty your bags, they take your bags, and you you have your room. You'll get you're you're the type of guy that likes a nice room, so you'll have a balcony, and then you um you you find out what decadence is all about when it comes to uh, meals. You can go to your own restaurants that are paid a little more, or go to the main dining hall. You're seated by other people at a table, and it's all. I've told you this before, off the charts. When we did both the Princess and the Royal Caribbean, I mean, literally, they had a chicken meal, the foundational, a steak meal, filet mignon, the foundational every night, and, and then they had a pasta dish, they had a salad, this, and then they said, okay, those are the four foundationals. But here are the other five tonight. 
So you have nine choices, lobster, shrimp, lasagna, whatever. And it's like, good Lord. And you can get as much as you want. You get a couple of the meals if you're, you know, a huge person, which you can't eat that much probably. But I mean, you, you and Kathy get whatever. Then what do you think they do with desserts? Okay, here's the nine desserts you can choose from. They bring it out on a on a pushing table. And you're like, good God. And they're like, how many do you want? Do you want the New York cheesecake? Do you want the German chocolate cake? Do you want the pecan pie? And every night it's like that. And it, it just all, and then one night you may say, you know what? I love the company at our table, but Kathy, let's go to the Italian or the Asian restaurant and let's book that. And we'll just sit alone, just kind of intimate. And then beyond that, you're walking around in the morning, you go down and they have the breakfast bar, huge, massive, you know, buffet like Vegas style. And then they have Johnny Rockets or Guy Fieri's burger joints, pizza clubs, and you can just go around. It just, it's nonstop food. Then you'll see another thing. You'll see at at cruisers, people's homes that cruise a lot. You're going to see these. You always know when someone cruises because you'll see, let's say you have a buddy. Fred and his wife, Sarah, and you'll see Fred and Sarah in this beautiful photo framed in the house. And you'll think, when did they go to a photographer to get that? Maybe they're in a tux or maybe they're in a suit or maybe they're in a shorts standing on steps. Well, once you've done your cruise, you'll smile at any friend that has a photo that looks like that and say you were on a cruise yeah. because all over the cruise, they have photographers non stop oh, every bet. part of the ship and say hey how are you mr they won't know your name but hey tom do you want a photo with kathy sure and then you get it at, at the end of the cruise you can or during the cruise you can pick through um normally there's an art gallery in the cruise and there's so go to the art gallery and pick the one you like and then we'll, we'll send them to you digitally we'll frame them and then just really cool so you don't no offense to photographers in alaska but you don't have to go do that you'll well, probably be tan you know it just looks cool well i think what needs to happen is is you need to contact some of these cruise agencies and uh you got to get uh, a couple of cabins Sponsorship. There so that we can go out there and uh, be broadcasting live from the caribbean and do it for a to, week. like what yeah. mike gallagher does <laughs> Well, that's true. And then the other thing is you may not be a drinker or a gambler, but they have shows. They have a full uh, theater. And so they have all these people. A lot of times they get from uh, uh, like The Voice or Americans Got Talent. They get the the second, third, fourth place. Hmm. And they're like, look at this magician. Look at this singer. Look at this acrobat. And then they have all sorts of cool stuff there. So every night you can go to the open seating and just enjoy a performance. So and then of course they have fun stuff and shops and ice cream, coffee. It dude, it's a blast. And then the last thing is they have at sea days. Let's say it's seven days. But typical cruise seven, eight days. Maybe you do a longer one, fourteen, they're more expensive. But they have an at sea day and then they, they stop at port and they have an excursion day. And so then you pick what excursion you want to depend on you know, like if you're in Greece or Rome or wherever. It just it's really cool. I recommend cruises, especially for someone maybe older than fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into this some more. Definitely. Here's a little Hank Williams Jr. What's his name? Williams? He's the younger Hank Williams Jr. We're gonna come right back one hour ahead. Good morning, everybody. Stay with us, Tom Anderson show.
This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. That is me. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday, six minutes after the hour. So happy to have you with us. Tom Steigerman, good morning. How are you? Hey, living the dream as always. So, you know, we touched on uh, the Super Bowl earlier, talking yep, about uh, the, sna- Sunday. the snacks and everything uh, that we're going to be having. But we didn't get around to uh, what's your prediction for the game or who are you going for? I think Philadelphia should easily handle it. They're just so good this season. I would be shocked if Kansas City went. I think it would be an upset. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm going to be definitely uh, sporting some Eagles gear this weekend. So, yeah, I got I got I, I have to put that on my list before. Are I they your today. favorite team beyond the color, but beyond Denver? Yeah, after Broncos. Denver, after Denver, I go to Philadelphia. They were my one of my childhood. I favorites. remember you told me that. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So I've got uh, Bill Berkey, who used to be one of their linebackers. Yep. I got an autographed hat from him in my Man. office. So I got to take that home and wear it. Tom's going to be sitting, his wife's out this weekend, so sitting naked with his hat on from the Phillies, eating nachos. No, I'll leave my underwear on. (laughs) (laughs) Your Philadelphia Eagle underwear, I might add. Oh, man. Hey, this week we had a great interview with our buddy Stephen Manwiller, who runs that Independence Park community group as a president, works at ADN.com, but he didn't call regarding ADN into the show. We did an interview regarding Revive and Prince Wonka do this Nigerian, looks like a shyster con artist who got all that money from the municipality, $750,000 under what? Uh, got rid of the pantry, paid off his church. A lot of his possession land holdings are in his name, for-profit companies. Steve, Stephen went through all of it and there's an update that this Mike Mason special reporter on special assignments, he's been very tenacious to learn more about what's going on there. I know a lot of you listen to that clip with Steve on the podcast. I saw the analytics. Why don't we play this clip? It's about three minutes with the latest update on what Wonka could do hasn't done, namely matching funds, fundraising. He hasn't done that. He committed Good evening, to everyone. An update tonight on an Alaska news source investigation into Revive Alaska. That's the nonprofit group questioned by the Anchorage Assembly after getting a $750,000 grant in federal COVID relief funds. Assembly members have had serious questions for the group after it purchased a church with the money that was intended to build a food pantry in South Anchorage. Part of that grant agreement required the group to raise matching funds. Our investigative team has been trying to find out whether that happened. Investigative reporter Mike Mason is here to explain. Yeah, guys, Revive Alaska Community Services received that grant from the city of Anchorage as part of a federal COVID relief fund called ARPA. The grant agreement signed between the city and Revive's president required the group to raise an additional $750,000 in matching funds. Since last November, we've requested proof that Revive has done that, but so far, neither the city nor Revive has responded. Alaska's news source has done some digging, and we uncovered emails between Anchorage city administrators that may fill in the blanks about Revive's activities. 
On July 7th, Revive's president, Prince Mwankadu, sent this email to Assembly Chair Suzanne LaFrance stating, Yes, we have raised the matching fundraising commitments exceeding $750,000. But another email, recently sent to city administrators, may contradict that. Last year, Denali FSP was awarded a contract to administer ARPA grants. Ken Miller is the president. This month, Miller sent this email to administrators explaining the terms of Revive's grant and status of their matching funds requirement. Miller writes, In their signed grant agreement, Revive planned to commence fundraising in winter of 2021 and planned to raise the matching funds by December 2022, which the grant requires. Miller goes on to say, In approximately August of 2021, the funds were dispersed without the match documentation. I have not followed up with proof of match due to nature of potential federal investigations, as indicated to me by email from Muni Legal in October 2022. So we don't know much about Revive's finances. We do know in June of last year, Revive told the Assembly they used that grant money to buy this church, but we don't know how much of that money was actually used. This is what Wonkadu told us last November. This place is under mortgage. We put down a hundred and something thousand. It is less than seven hundred fifty thousand. Wonkadu also told us the grant was being used to build a new food pantry in South Anchorage. The money that was given to us is supposed to be f- to build that pantry. And I show you the picture. I showed you the picture over there. I will show you the design. I will show you the engineering companies. Revive did show us the pictures and design of a new food pantry called the Life Center. It's said to cost between 3 and $5 million to build. According to terms of their grant, the pantry must be built by the end of this year, something Revive promises to do, but so far, there are no signs of construction. We have projects, and these projects are going to be finished within the time that the contract was given for those projects. It's recently begun... Con- Acting community councils throughout Anchorage, asking to make presentations of their progress constructing that new food pantry in South Anchorage. They're also asking for donations to help them do that. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think he's going to end up getting indicted. That's what I think. There's another story before we bounce to uh, focus on the family's plugged-in movie reviews. I I can bounce to it very quickly. Kavitha George from Alaska Public Media. This was a written article. Alaska lawmakers work to lower barriers to eligibility for in-state scholarships because apparently kids are not doing as well on SAT and ACTs and their grade GPAs are not so well, so there's not as many in-state scholarships being given. But what I don't like is when liberal lawmakers dumb it down and what the article says is that there are some liberal state lawmakers, Senate House, that are saying, hey, what we're going to do, we're going to make it easier for students in rural Alaska who score lousy on the standardized tests so they can still get a scholarship. Tom, what do you think about that? When you dumb it down and say, okay, your grades don't have to be as high, you can have crappy SAT scores, we'll still give you a scholarship because you live in rural Alaska. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it removes the incentive to try hard. You know, it uh, takes that away. And, uh, 
you know, you need that drive to continue to push people. Yeah, they said last year in rural parts of Alaska, the eligibility rate was lower than 9%. So to increase it, I mean, what do you want, mediocre kids? Mediocrity seems the name of the game, and I don't like that. Yeah, I think if you're going to do Get better that, teachers. Yeah, if you're going to do that, I mean, if the desire is just to give these kids money so they can go to college, just give it to them. Don't tie it to, exactly. you know, and move it down. Make a higher bonus or a bigger scholarship for kids that do well. Bingo. We're going to right back with Focus on the Families plugged in, talking about movies, all the cool ones out there, maybe The Mandalorian. Stay with us. Tom Anderson Show. Show broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, seven to nine a.m. Monday through Friday. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Eighteen minutes after the hour, always a pleasure to have have our pal from Colorado Springs, Adam Holtz. Focus on the families, plugged in, Mister extraordinaire movie reviewer and now streaming shows. Right? I mean, you do it all when it comes to what we see on TV or online. Got a big. Yeah, we, we, we try to hit everything that you know people are watching and talking about. Definitely. And you mentioned on break, heaven. I think it's heaven sent. Your place yeah. or mine. Magic might not 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 out yet, but that's one at least to look forward to. For like, I don't know who yeah. what males would want that, but uh, we'll get right into it. And then we'll talk. Then we'll get off movies and talk about theaters and some other fun stuff. Yeah, sounds good. So Heaven Sent is a little uh, rom-com on Pure Flix. And for anybody who's not a, you know, aware of Pure Flix, it's a relatively newer streaming service. Actually, it's been around a while, but it's picking up steam. Um, and they do faith and what we might call faith-adjacent kind of programming. So it's, think, you know, Hallmark-style stuff with a little bit more faith content. And Heaven Sent is a rom-com uh, about an aging African-American woman. She's raising her grandson, and she meets a widowed pastor. And, you know, they fall in love, and uh, romance ensues, right? I mean, the thing about the whole rom-com genre is we know what's going to happen. It's just the fun of, you know, taking that journey with somebody. Sure. So that is one on Pure Flix, if you have that streaming service. And over on Netflix, we have a slightly naughtier version of the same thing. It's called Your Place or Mine, and it stars Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon as friends, friends with benefits, friends with benefits who decide maybe if they're sleeping together, they should yeah, actually have a real relationship. it's pork fest right here on Focus on the Family's movie review. People are like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's sort of a, it's a standard issue rom-com. It's another one that you, you know pretty much what's coming, and it's, Obviously, next week is Valentine's Day, so we're getting 
more of these than usual. Um, and the bottom and line had- is you as a Christian, you talk about this. We we're, we have our fun. The bottom line is for those truly faith-based like you, Tom, yeah. uh, and, and I am too. I always act like I'm not, but I mean, but, but I'm right in there with you, close enough. And, and, and in terms <laughs> of the, the, um, as you guys laugh, they're like, Tom's going straight to hell. We'll be in heaven good crapping good on good him. for government work, right? No, yeah. but listen, but the, thi- but the thing is, Bottom line, people, you know what he means. He means you got a guy in his 20s and he's having sex with a girl. They're not married. They're drinking around, party made a little drugs, dabble here, that. And those things aren't probably good for kids to say, hey, mommy, is that how I do it in college? No, I don't want you to emulate Adam and Reese, right? I mean, the bottom line is that's the problem with those types of movies, even though they seem harmless to adults who are married and can handle it. You probably yep. don't want to make that the norm for your kids who are headed to high school, college. Is that how it works? Can I have a sex and fiddle no, around and break up and, yep. you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I think that it really is important to say one of the things we talk about a lot of plugged in is what you're talking about, and that's the idea of worldview. And worldview deals with questions of what's right, what's normal, what's acceptable behavior. And when we see movies like that, it reinforces ideas that I think. A lot of parents probably wouldn't want their kids imitating because it's going to end up, you know, not like a rom-com from Hollywood, but with worse consequences, right? Yep. And so think about it, folks. Obviously, you see the movies where the, they go out, they're drinking, they wake up in bed together. What happened? Maybe I'm pregnant. Hey, I'm, I've got a boyfriend and a girlfriend. I cheated. I mean, that, that type of stuff, it happens every day in America. But it's like, I don't know if you want to uh, promote it. I mean, yeah, I don't want my son Grayson to live like that. Of course. Why would I right. want that? So Exactly. So that one's that. And then, you know, we've got Magic Mike's Last Dance. And if you know about Magic Mike, this is a, a franchise headed up by Channing Tatum, who is a male stripper. And honestly, if you need to know more than that, you can come check out our full review a little bit later today. I just got our review in because we just oh well, yeah could night, you text so. me when it's up so i can read it yeah <laughs> like i yeah, care I will. no i mean any dude doesn't care about <laughs> See, that i thought yeah. you were serious no <laughs> give me a break i'm not gonna watch that about a male stripper but i mean maybe ladies like it who knows i mean so and and if it's the third one obviously he's paying for the production so he must see a hope for revenue i guess yeah, you know, these movies have done really well, actually. So Ugh. go figure. Yeah. Well, I'm in the uh, category, too. I uh, I mentioned, like, theaters and streaming. There are so many forthcoming uh, for folks that like binge-watching. I mean, Mandalorian, a big one in the Star Wars world, and that one's yep. coming in March. And how does that yep. work? I've asked you this before. You're, you're at the pinnacle. You're at the Siskel and Ebert for, you know, one of the top probably nationally movie review, your, your, your shop there. And so yeah. do they, do, does Disney or whoever owns it, uh, do they say, Hey, Adam, Hey, Mr. Holtz, Mr. Director of, of plugged in, um, we're going to give you a glimpse. How does that work in your day job? You know, we typically both with TV, well, it depends on the TV, with movies, we get advanced screenings before things come out, That's and we the usually term, see them. Screening. Yeah. We usually see them the week they come out. So we saw a bunch of things this week that you know came out this week, and we have a, a good relationship with Disney, and they usually send us most of the big stuff. 
we'll get it two or three days before it comes out. So I expect Mandalorian starts March 1st, um, which I mid, think mid is a April Wednesday. Or late April. Yeah. So we'll probably get something, my guess is, by like Monday that week. Because they, the bigger it is, the less time they give you to look at it because they don't want it leaking out. So that's how that works. And we get stuff from Netflix. We get, let's, I don't think we get anything from HBO. HBO, we just have a subscription to HBO Max, and we have to just stream that. Um, we do get some but stuff so Netflix, from Amazon Prime. Netflix and Disney, these billion-dollar companies, huge mega companies globally, they write to you and say, Dear Mr. Holtz, here's Mandel, or maybe you have a contact, so you, they're friends. Well, but no, we like, actually here's the had to work. We had to work really hard to even find who to make the request to. So they they don't do any proactive work to go out and find those people. You have to basically pound on their door for a while before they decide, well, we'll deign to let you in, but don't screw up. So yeah. we even went through kind of a, I don't know, what do you call it, a, a trial period for a while so that they knew we were trustworthy. And then, and then in your case, you have to be careful anyway because it's your employer and it's a nonprofit and you're not going to be political about you. And I talk with your personal opinion right. on this show, but I mean, you're not representing focus on the family or plugged in. But I mean, even there, you have to be careful. If we let, let's say you said, you know, I think didn't what you're not saying. I think Disney's woke or I don't like some of the LGBTQ, whatever. You can't bash them on Facebook or something. Or they may say, hey, we're not going to send you previews. You shouldn't have said that. Do you, you know, think they the scrutinize is, you like China does? <laughs> no, I don't think they do. Or if they do, they're really more interested in the fact that we're an entertainment outlet. I mean, we're we're pretty we're pretty blunt about that stuff, and we talk about those things. So, yeah. um, as a 50C3 nonprofit, I can't talk about political candidates. So that's yep. where the line is. Yep. We can talk about issues, though. Yep. So, well, and you and I have uh, talked about you. Obviously, you're a devout Christian. How do you, folks? How do you think he leans? You think he's on the Bernie Sanders? <laughs> no, I mean he he may may, may not be a Trump guy because he could be pretty rude. But I mean, you're right of center. So I mean, just on a oh, personal yeah. note, what do you think Tom Steigerman is? What do you think all of our listeners are? I doubt I have. LGBT environmental activists, unless they're bored listening to my show, that's that's modern news talk in America. So people get it. You know where you lean. Yeah. And well, the interesting thing is, we actually hear from people who are not who you would think our target audience would be. I mean, we hear from people who tell us, you know, I'm not a Christian or I'm not coming from the perspective you write from, and that's always really gratifying because we make that assumption too that. Most of the people who are interested in our perspective are sharing a similar worldview. But, you know, when you broadcast stuff, the thing with broadcast ministry or broadcast radio is you don't know who's listening. There's a broad audience out there. Yep. And, I, you know, when we talk about Christianity, we always giggle on me. I go to church Sundays. I pray every single day. Certainly did during my health journey. And and I consistently, whether it's charitable, try to walk the walk on my cursing or judging. I have so many foibles, so many issues. And I try to be a better person every day, don't we all? But the thing is, yeah. I don't like proselytizer. Neither you or Tom are like that, where they lectured me. This is what Jesus said, specifically. This is right. what God wants. That's what I do. I I'm more intellectual like you are. And my co- I told you my cousins in Colorado, two of them are preachers. I just, I like their style. They're more like you. And I, that's where I distance on the, some of the strict construction where I don't want to be proselytized to, but I'm sure, you know, I'm faith-based. I certainly acted every day and, and tried yeah. every day. So uh, just to clarify that, I just, some of these folks bug me. 
in the religious industry. Well, and, and, and hopefully, you know, I think that we want to be cultivating a culture in which we can have real conversations about yep. real issues. And sure. you do that with people that you have a relationship with and that you know where they're coming from. And so I think sometimes if you're dropping, you know, a proselytizing bomb on somebody and it comes out of left or right field, they don't know what to do with it, you know. No. And someone like you that's well-intended, great guy, you know I love you, that, that I would listen intently if you gave me advice. But it's a lot of people, I, I look at their motives, and I'm just like, I don't want to listen to that guy, like online or preaching. Yeah. Anyway, Adam, always a pleasure. We get off on a rabbit trail, you know what I mean. Enjoy your weekend, <laughs> bro. Thanks for your heavy lifting, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Sounds great, Tom. Thank you. Okay, see, that's Adam Holtz, Focus on the Family. Remember to donate to Plugged In. They do all the heavy lifting on these reviews and music and games, too. Stay with us. Dave Steer and next up, Tom Anderson Show. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We're back, Tom Anderson Show. Always a pleasure having probably my favorite guest. I have a lot of them that I love, but Dave Stern is the best. Why? Because he had the number one radio show in the state, so obviously he's a natural. Talk show hosts are great to interview because they're naturally gifted communicators. Dave, why don't we have purple milk duds? I used to go to Fireweed Theaters, and they had the and they had banana. Why don't we have hot air balloons. I was thinking about the Chinese balloon and I was thinking, I wish we had those. You can't, you can't control in your job, the milk duds, but I was thinking about milk duds for some reason, but on the hot air balloons. You know, I I will say this, what what kids, what kids don't appreciate is the weird candy selection that movie theaters and blockbuster video used to have in the seventies and later. But the hot air balloons is one that I miss when I was in the, you didn't live here, but in the seventies growing up East Anchorage, Muldoon, going to Muldoon elementary, we would always get excited when we saw hot air balloons flying around over the city, going over the Chugach, maybe not that high, but close. And then I think they prohibited them. Something happened. You wouldn't know. I don't know. Maybe somebody knows out there can call me later. But we don't now. I know in New Mexico, Arizona, maybe it was a cold thing. I don't know. But now, Steigelman must... pulled that that hit song from the late seventies, uh, "Fly Away in My Beautiful Balloon." Oh boy! I can find anything you want. <laughs> you remember that song, don't you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I do. That's up, up and away. Me and yeah. my beautiful, my beautiful that's, balloon. But that's all I'm saying. I don't remember yeah. it. I thought you were going to say Christopher Cross sailing, and then we could all weep softly. No, no, no. There, there was an honest to God song that was about hot air balloons. I love the '70s it. had everything. Here's the million dollar question: Would you get in one? I mean, I might, but they scare no. me a bit. No, no. If it ain't Boeing, I ain't going. Yep, yeah, that's good. That's a bumper sticker. By the way, on the on the China, this is you speaking, not for anybody else. But do you think we should have blown it away earlier, or do you agree that what what the military says? Why would we blow it away over the Arctic where we can't get it? We don't have people there, and it would be hard to get it, especially when in the water. And then why would we do it over civilian areas where someone could be hurt? Do you buy that well, or not? Over I mean, Montana? I, well, here's the thing. President Biden himself said he ordered the military to shoot it down, and they told him no. Yeah. 
I mean, he said that himself. So there is like a, a, a whole book of questions that stem from that. Because remember, uh, a, a lot of former military officials in the Trump administration made a lot of ballyhoo and they were on CNN that they proudly came out and said they told Donald Trump no and they told Trump he couldn't do this or couldn't do that. They never backed it up. The president of the United States said he told the military to shoot the balloon down and they said no. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, that he actually admitted to that. Hey, what and, you- and if anybody has been to the Dakotas, like North Dakota yeah. is as barren a wasteland as exists and in this Montana country. Montana too. It's beautiful country, but yep. it's like there's not a lot of density for that was a joke where they say it could hurt hurt someone and the senator from Montana said, uh, you mean a cow? You mean a prairie dog? You know, it just they were ticked off at that as well. So but, so you come to find out what everybody on the planet knew, it wasn't a weather balloon. It had non-civilian application equipment attached to it that they recovered in the Atlantic Ocean. So we all knew it was a spy balloon. Everybody said it was a spy balloon. Now the Biden administration has to admit it was a spy balloon. And now what? Yeah. Do we have a zero balloon tolerance policy in North America if they come from China? Do we, do we have... Uh, do we issue patches for balloon busters like they did during World War One? Oh, what are what are the you know the, the the guys that knocked out the dirigibles or took out the anti dive bomber balloons Zeppelins. on the other side? I mean, th- yeah. yeah, I love those were dirigible zeppelin. Now, Dave. Steering is in right now Nebraska. Almost two million people there. I think the biggest city is like Omaha, but I know Lincoln's yep. the capital city. Tell me how what the what the attitude is on the forthcoming Super Bowl. I assume they're Kansas City chief supporters. Oh yeah, yeah. You know every every major market that has a zoo, they'll feed. Uh, so so in Omaha at the Henry Dorley Zoo, they they had two bundles of whatever a giraffe eats, and one was for the Eagles and one was for the Chiefs, and so the giraffe uh, picked the Chiefs and has been accurate nine out of twelve Super Bowls. So. For your for entertainment purposes only, if you're going to lay the points and take the Chiefs, you have the approval of one random giraffe in Omaha. Wow. By the way, giraffes may eat up to 75 pounds per day. They spend most of their day eating because they get a few leaves in each bite. <laughs> Thank you, folks, for wow. joining us. Yeah. Wow. This is the giraffe show. Okay. That is news you can use right here yep. on the Tom Anderson Show. I love show. having a big computer in front of me. So when you're in Nebraska, what do you do for fun? Are there restaurants that you love? I'm sure they're Asian, you know, local diners, Guy Fieri stuff, uh, maybe maybe Italian. I'm sure they have. You know, Nebraska is an old state. Good yeah, uh, well, I mean, I live, I live in a small town about an hour north of Omaha, and my dad has some uh, mobility issues. We've gone out a couple times. Uh, Monday night, this is about as hometown, small town America as you can get. Monday night was burger night at the Eagles Club. Yum. I love it. And uh, last night we went to a, a little uh, a restaurant bar that Dad used to work at a few years ago. And Dad had uh, fried whitefish and mm. I had uh, chicken gizzards. I love, now, ugh, I know my gizzard, but I love whitefish. Tom, would you eat gizzards? No. 
No, I would not. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's not my thing. I'm, if I could be down in Nebraska, man, well, I'm and then if you, there, but I'd be having steak. But but if you went to Omaha, would you? I mean, are there some place that you that you say, oh, we got to go to oh, know, yeah. Fernando's, yeah, you know, Mexico, there, or some, whatever? There, there's there's uh, uh, there some places in the old market, which is uh, you know the the the. I guess what passes for bougie part of Omaha, it's, it's, uh, you know, different restaurants and shops down there. Uh, you know, you really, you, you can't go wrong because most of the beef featured by just about every restaurant in the state is Nebraska corn fed beef. And, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just better. So, uh, Misty Steakhouse is one in Lincoln that is really, 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 really good. Uh, and and for those of you who didn't know, I don't have giraffe trivia, but if you like the Reuben sandwich, it was invented in Omaha, Nebraska. Wow. Well, I just looked up at eater.com. Once again, news you can use on the Tom Don, Anderson show. No, but I mean, I'm looking here. Dante and Canara and uh, El, El Basha Mediterranean. You guys have a massive amount. Omaha's a big city. So yeah. now that's, that's well, cool. it's host to the College World Series every year, which just gets bigger and bigger. I mean, it is it, that that is a a national championship that doesn't travel. You have multiple teams that come here; they play their the final rounds of games here in Omaha. So, from a hospitality and entertainment standpoint, people may chuckle at flyover, flyover country, but Omaha is well renowned across the country for entertaining and hosting events. Yeah. Well, even looking up the 10 agricultural producing states, top 10, California, Iowa, Nebraska, Texas, and Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So you're third. My my fan is from mm -hmm. Minnesota. We're fifth. Texas is fourth, which is just because of the side. Then Illinois, uh, Illinois, Kansas, Indiana. So you guys are third. probably. And the big staple there, what, corn, barley, corn and beans? Beef. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, and there's some soybeans, so it's corn, beef, uh, actually poultry, hogs. I mean, all, all of those are are thriving. Ironically, uh, the the West Coast, no, not so much turkey unless it's wild. Um, the West Coast had some bird flu problems. Here in the Midwest, I, I haven't seen any stories that. I mean, you you can get chickens cheap here, so there's no bird flu concerns. Yeah. California, Iowa, Nebraska. Now we all know the top three go. agriculture states. So when you get back, first of all, are you going to watch the Super Bowl there or will you be home? Here no, nope, I will. I will be here uh, uh, through through past the Super Bowl and then I'll be back. So when I call you next Friday, I'll be calling you from my desk in downtown Anchorage. And what are you going to eat? Oh, we're, I'm going to do nachos. Tom hasn't answered what he's going to eat. Maybe pizza, I guess. Something, Tom. you got to answer that. Too. Oh, I'm no, doing, I got, I got three, chicken wings. three racks of chicken. Okay. I got three racks of baby back ribs that I'm uh, seasoning now and I'll smoke them Sunday. You just uh, there won. Is this, there's this cream cheese uh, and, and mayonnaise-based uh, shrimp pizza that oh, that is a dip, God, dude. You just yeah, beat that Tom is amazing. Then it's cocktail oh. sauce, then those canned cocktail shrimp, and then some shredded mozzarella over the top with some parsley and oregano, and you get some club crackers or Ritz crackers, and, and that ribs. is good living. What are you going to do? Last yep. question, Dave Steen. Very important, folks. Please listen. Pull over if you need to stop to listen attentively. What are you going to drink? Beer, wine, or a mix? A cornucopia oh, of libations. I'll, you know, for the Super Bowl, I'll I'll have a beer because it's it's America's game. I'll oh, drink beer. I love it. You are a, a joy. You're giving me goosebumps. Filter. That food sounds delish. I shouldn't have asked. Now I'm jealous. Dave, enjoy your time. Hug your parents for me and enjoy your weekend. Okay, brother. 
All right, sir. Check with you soon. Thank you. Okay, that's Cheers. Dave Steering, the great Sir David Steering to you and me. Stay with us, Tom Anderson Show. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We're back. Tom Anderson Show. Good morning. It's nice to hear from Adam Holtz and Dave Steeran. I always enjoy our second hour of Friday shows because of them. Phone lines are open if you want to join us, 357-586. At this hour, brought to you by Pip Alaska, pipalaska.com. You can get all your printing needs covered by them and mailers and decals and kind of the whole shebang. Get a hold of Mike Vanya. He's the sales manager, pipalaska.com. They're downtown Anchorage, and they really can help you. And here's the last thing. If you don't know what you need, get a hold of them. They have a big catalog, and they can help you. You know what? It's similar to Dalton save on flooring out here in the valley if you need to get something refurbished taken out put in ordered he's kind of like pip save on can order if they don't have it in stock right dalton i mean you guys are like pip, where you can get it or you may already have it and you can help and you can problem solve oh yeah listen my customers came back too so so people are waking up now so you're starting to get more because you were saying it was a little dry in the last month Man, two months there, it was dead. And so, uh, but they're starting to come back. They're waking back up. Yeah, good. How are things going? What's on your mind? Oh, man, the, uh, you know, the Super Bowl and, and stuff like that's coming this weekend. But but I, want, I, I never mentioned anything about this speech, about the, the president's speech. Yeah, State of the Union, what did you think? How? Listen, we know we're gone when when – you know, nationwide talk show hosts come on and actually get excited because McCarthy smirked at the yeah. president. Yeah, he I know. smirked. They, and they we need think to get we're going to win something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not going to win anything we, we, when we get excited because somebody smirked at the president. Your, your point, your point is that's the best they can surmise from the speech. That's it. Your point is they better yeah. dig deeper into what Biden said or didn't say. I agree. Well, they always say that, well, you know, the Republicans, we take the high road. Well, this is a war. This is your life. These people are trying to kill you, and you can't take the high road when they're trying to kill you. Okay? If you're in a football game, maybe you can take the high road and not cheat. But when you're being, being hunted down and destroyed, you can't take the high road no more. It's over. No, I get it. I get it. And I do think there needs to be a bit more tenacity and aggressiveness, polite. So, in my opinion, especially as a talk show host, and there's FCC rules. But, I mean, you, you definitely can go harder at Biden and the Democrats. And I think the GOP needs to start stepping up. I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders did somewhat. Don't you? Did you watch her? I mean, she's got one line there. I mean, it's it's. It's uh, just more women. There we go. Let's get some more women in there. How about that? Well, you mean you're married? Is, that, listen, she every director that she's female. Well, every directorship out here, every listen, uh, the women are running for office. I mean, more than the men. 
And, and if you think about it, every single entity, association, or big company, the director of that, that thing is a woman. And so the men, listen, the men can't really say stuff because they can't really get to the, to the problem because they're worried about, if I say this, I'm going to hurt this woman's feelings. So the more women you put in there, the less men are going to even ever say anything. So women are going to automatically take over. And so that's what's happening here, man. And, and so when everybody's getting butt hurt and we keep making laws because somebody else got butt hurt, it's a woman that did that. One of the churches, I think the Church of England is going to change their narrative about he, the father, he uh, of God. Do you think God's male or female? I, I often think God is female. I actually don't think God what? is male. Yeah. I don't think it God says is it in male. the Bible. God is a masculine being. You can't have women running stuff. Women are supposed to have a head, which means they're supposed to have a husband that kind of that can kind of protect them and direct them. Women are supposed to be the nurturers. If if we didn't have women, well, there would be no children. Because, I don't agree with you there. I think women can lead. You think in a family that males the boss? I don't think. Of course it is. That's what the Bible, you ain't read a Bible. That's what the problem is. Well, I'm with Adam and Eve right now looking for apples. Hey, look here. Hey, uh, uh, Steigelman is sitting right there next to you, nodding his head, because he knows what I'm saying is exactly He's right. Got goosebumps. You have a head. When you call in, we get goosebumps, but you come in <laughs> as the arbiter of what's right, ha. Huh? Tom, what do you think? No, no I just, comment? I just... <laughs> But on on I which, yes, like I think I just, God is a masculine image, and yes, I think men are designated to be the head of the households, and, you know, wives, now that doesn't mean, uh, you know, where it's a dictatorship or something like that, but uh, like, right. Dal- like Dalton was saying, hey, I mean, I men, are the, men are the protectors, himself. and, uh, you know, so with that, they are designated as the head of the household. But like I said, it's yeah, not, it's not a dictatorship. It's not that. the whole down. I mean, no, I agree with your interpretation on that, but I, I think women, I've had more women bosses and, and no one like the Sarah Huckabee Sander Sanders. When I was talking about her, the women are, I think are, are prof- not that you were talking about this Tom, but f- profoundly good leaders in many respects. And I, and I think in a household, it has to be an equal, in my opinion. So. Hey, well, if there wasn't women, guy, you guys are strict constructionists, and that's fine. And you, a lot of men listening right now probably agree with it. A lot of women probably agree with me. So be it. Well, no, that's not strict, Tom. That's not strict. All you have to do is look around. It doesn't work the other way. It's it's called humanity, and it just doesn't work when women run it. They're too, <laughs> they're too uh, emotional. Dude. I don't agree. That's nonsense. Look around. Look around at Christy Nome and, and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You're kidding, man. When, when's the last time they stood up against something? They sit around and talk about it and don't do nothing. Well, listen. At the end of the day, we have what we have, and I think people like it. when you look at corporate America. Let's close with this, if that's okay. Then I mean, when you say there is a CEO. Uh, of, of a big company that's female. I mean, typically the board approved that. So there's a reason for that. It's not by the board full of women. Yeah, not always. If you read the, the latest statistics, most boards of directors are still more male and they're, they're choosing women in many respects. Hey, women, I got, I got one thing to say before I go. Women, you better go home and raise your kids so I don't have to shoot them when they end up being a drug addict. Okay. And they try to rob me. 
That's his bumper sticker closing argument. Dalton, enjoy your weekend, buddy. Holla back. Have a good one. He's offended all women in Alaska, and I'm trying to defend them. I... These arguments get kind of pushed into the corner, and I know Tom agrees. Uh, where and I, Tom does not agree with everything Dalton just said. I can guarantee you there. Uh, Tom, have you had women managers? I've worked with yeah, many absolutely. of them. Sure. Great. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Uh, I would say through the majority of my career. Uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as direct supervision and everything, I've worked for almost uh, exclusively all women uh, sure. until I came here to Christian Broadcasting, but I was the boss, so, you know, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I mean, I, in the, in the legislative world, lawmakers and colleagues in, when I worked in, at Sears and Wards, mm-hmm. when I worked at the Sullivan Arena, uh, when I worked at the LIO, Lana Decker, Karen Iris, I worked for as an usher and a security. They were very good, talented women leaders. And, and my, you know, ex-wife, Lila, my current wife is a leader, smart, very good, very thoughtful. But I'm thinking of in the professional sense, uh, where I've worked like Lisa when I, uh, you know, as a chairwoman in other capacity, she was head of Pinwar and CSG, a lot of the national organizations. So I just, I'm a big fan of the female gender and it sounds like Dalton is not. So I hope Roz, his wife wasn't listening or if his kids ever have daughters and he has granddaughters, I hope they don't listen to these podcasts. Women keep kicking ass. That's how I will close this. Listen, Tom, enjoy Sunday. Enjoy your delicious, delicious chicken wings. Yeah. But you know, I mean, after hearing what Dave's doing, it's like, I mean, you need to like pull <laughs> some moose yes. burger out of the, uh, freezer and thaw that and uh, get that up and throw that on the grill yeah yeah. i think that's a good idea so i think i mean i hate to phrase it like this but i think dave's inspired me yeah yeah no i tell you (laughs) don't tell him i I said that i'm gonna enjoy my i wonder if i could do chicken nachos i have to think oh yeah kind of pull the chicken i'll think about it i think it meets better for that but i'll work on it i kind of want to make a cauliflower pizza cauliflower crust which i'm very good at i am not doing that I know, no, I know, but just I'm in a good diet. I, right. I might do that for our guests, too, and see if they like it. Tom, my friend, enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Right. Always a pleasure. Great week hey, working thank you. with you. And, folks, drive safe. And, women, keep your chin up. Don't listen to Dalton. You are loved. And all of your love. Guys, too. I'm a guy. <laughs> I love my gender, too. Drive safe. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you Monday. God bless. If you try that you can lend a helping hand because it's good in everyone and a new day has begun you can see the morning sun if you try and i know things will be better oh yes they will for Chico and